0: Hi, good uh, good afternoon, and uh, just uh, to our dear uh, J-Root Radio, to our dear listeners, uh, really, uh, first of all, apologies to the CashRoot listeners, uh, we are really at uh, to uh, pushed away this, uh, because the importance of tomorrow, the new event, you know, the new election, and we have uh, a special program, special program for two hours, right, tonight, will be... With the C.O.O. of uh, the Flatbush Federation Jewish, uh, 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 okay, so okay, so okay, <laughs> you, I always mixed up with F.J. You know all this, but you know, you know, you understand what I'm. So we have uh, Josh Melman with us that um, basically will explain and try to just put a little bit sense to the people like me that don't understand so much about politics, and uh, we basically okay. So this is the F. JCC Flatbush Jewish Community Coalition and uh, Josh Milman, uh thank you for coming here Josh and I really appreciate that the time that you give us That I know that a lot of rabbis and a lot of community leaders urge us to talk about the, the, the coming uh, you know election and this is very important to us as a Jewish people, a, a, you know, a Brooklyn people and all, 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 you know, all of the United States, you know, as you know that we have a lot of listeners for all of the states just to give us a little bit, some, uh, idea about this election. Uh, you know, a, a person like me that I am really, uh, don't understand much about politics. So let's, let's talk about it. Uh, welcome, uh, Josh, Rabbi Josh. Okay. okay.
1: <laughs> uh, thank you Nissim. Thank you. Um, To all the listeners, we appreciate the time tonight. It is so important, as Nissim, as you said very well, it is crucial tonight that everyone understands how important it is to vote tomorrow. There are many elections locally and throughout the country that are won literally on a handful of votes. It is that important. And elected officials, anybody in office, and you could do it at home as well, uh, could literally just go into the... Uh, go online to the uh, election board and you could find out how many times people vote. You don't know who they vote for. It's a secret ballot. But we know how many times everybody votes and how many times they don't vote. And elected officials check when they want to help certain communities. They see, is that a community that votes a lot or is a community that does not vote a lot? And it's very easy to, fo- to, um, to find out. Therefore, it is crucial that everybody in the from community, everybody's listening to my voice, everyone... Make sure you vote tonight. One second. We'll just adjust the mic here. Okay. Thank you, Nassim. We're good? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, It is crucial that you um, make sure that you vote, and everybody over 18, everybody is registered to vote. Obviously, it's too late to register for this election, but if you're not registered yet to vote, then you could go and register to vote for the next election, which will be next fall, which uh, many offices... We'll be we're all excited about the, the presidential election, other the local elections tonight. But there are many elections that are going on next year for mayor, for uh, local city council. There's many that are up uh, up uh, next year. But tonight we're talking about the headline news. Everybody knows that there's an election tonight for president. And if you didn't know, it's a good thing you listen to radio now, so you'll know about it. And obviously the choices between the secretary, former Secretary of State and Senator Hillary Clinton, and her running mate, Governor Tim Kaine, and uh, businessman Donald Trump, and Governor Mike Pence. And the choice between the Democrat and Republican tonight, uh, that we're, is uh, tomorrow, rather, is so important that everybody must participate. I want to read everybody a letter that Rav Meisha Feinstein, the Gadol Adar, Wrote on October 3rd, 1984. This is the letter he wrote. On reaching the shores of the United States, Jews found a safe haven. The lights the rights guaranteed by the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights have allowed us the freedom to practice our religion without interference and to live in this republic in safety. A fundamental principle of Judaism is Hakuris Hatoiv. Recognizing benefits afforded to us and giving expression to our appreciation. Therefore, it is incumbent upon each Jewish citizen to participate in the democratic system which guards the freedoms we enjoy. The most fundamental responsibility incumbent upon each individual is to register and to vote. Therefore, I urge, this is Ramesha Feinstein, Zatzal, Gadol, Paisa Kadar, From his letter on October 3rd, 1984, he continues. Therefore, I urge all members of the Jewish community to fulfill their obligations by registering as soon as possible and by voting. By this, we can express our appreciation and contribute to the continued security of our community. Signed, Rav Moshe Feinstein. If Rav Feinstein took out time to write this letter because he understood the impact of voting, the importance of voting, and I know that many daily Rashi Shiva, Rabbanim, Rabbeim, personally take off time, they'll go in the morning, the polls are open from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Plenty of time to someone to go before, after, during, whatever you have to do, whatever you do during the day. I know my Rosh Shiva, Rosh Shiva Zatzal, or Shmuel Bernbam Zatzal, or Shagamay Shekamanavit Zatzal, the Yeshiva, as well as many, many, many other Rashi Yeshiva Rabbanim, took off time to go out and vote because they understood how important it is. And we should all take that responsibility very, very seriously and make sure we go out to vote. Tonight, on this uh, FJCC, Flatbush Jewish Community Coalition, special election night uh, coverage, we're going to be discussing... A number of different topics we're going to have on some elected officials who are running for office, who are from our area, and some that are not, that are running for various offices on different levels. We'll have some surprise visitors and guests as well. And I think it's going to be interesting and important for you to listen and understand. You know, we many times hear from um, about the magic number of uh, 270. That each And whoever reaches 270, whether it be Clinton or Trump, whoever reaches 270 is going to win. Why is that? Because there are two parts of the vote. There are the, the um, electoral college, which assigns uh, value towards how many people live in each state, the value of each state. The most popular state gets the more, more uh, votes, and that's tallied up, and whoever wins that wins the election. Then there's the popular vote. You can have someone, which happened... A number of years back, when there was a popular vote that was won by one candidate, George W. Bush, in the year 2000, um, who won the electoral vote, but he lost the popular vote to Al Gore by a half a percent. But he won the Electoral College 271 to 266. And whoever wins the Electoral College wins. The Electoral College is made up of uh, the 538, the number of total electoral college votes is 538. It's the sum of the nation's 435 congressmen, representatives in the House of Representatives. There's 435, which is based on population in each state. You have some states that have very little, very small population. They may only have one or two congressmen. Then you have Senate states like New York and uh, Texas or uh, California that are huge, have a tremendous population and they have many many congress members that so it's the 538 is divided up it's the 435 representatives in the house of representatives in congress the 100 senators gives us a 138 three electors are given to the district of columbia They're in washington dc so together gives you a number of 538 so that 538 is again is the 435 In Congress, 100 senators and three electors given to the D.C., to the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., gives you the 538. Whoever reaches 538 tomorrow night wins the election, even if they lose the popular election, which means that more people in different states voted for them, but they weren't the majority in each state. In enough states to make the difference, and they'll lose the presidential election. Of course, local elections, Nurasan, upstate New York, which we'll have on a guest soon, is going to discuss election that's going on in Sullivan County, where many of us go to summer camp or have bungalow colonies. A very, very important election, which actually could make a difference to the um, in the House in the, of Representatives, in the Congress. If uh, There's a Republican running, a very conservative Republican, who's uh, John Faso, who was an assemblyman, who was very helpful to the uh, our interest in the firm community is running against a very liberal person, um, Zefri Teachout, who actually ran for governor last year against Cuomo. and lost, but got a lot of votes. But uh, And she's very liberal and not helpful to our causes or territories or else. Therefore, it's important, those who upstate, who registered to vote upstate, that they actually vote. And if you... Um, Live there to vote. You see how literally they're predicting a very close race over there as they are in the presidential election. Literally a handful of um, votes could really make the difference. Um, we have, uh, there's another local election that I want to talk about. That's for uh, a number of elections for Congress tonight that are going on actually tomorrow for Yvette Clark, Hakeem Jeffries. Um, in our area, you have. Uh, Dan Donovan, some of them will be on with us tonight over the next um, two hours to discuss their positions and why it's important to go out to vote for them. Uh, we'll have some other elected officials who are uh, local assembly leaders who, are, uh, who have been there before and some people that are new that will be calling in to express the importance to get out to vote. So again, it's very, very important to vote tomorrow, the polls are open from 6 a.m. to to 9 p.m. If you're not sure where to vote, you could go to, you could call the Board of Elections, or you could, there's a website, which um, our FJCC, our Flappish Jewish Community Coalition, sent out tonight about the, um, it's, um, I'll give you the um Address you can look on. Oh, I'm sorry. If you want to know who's on your ballot tonight, who's on your ballot tomorrow, so you could come prepared who to vote for. You go to who's on the ballot.org. Who's on the um, If you want to find out um, where to vote, you can call the, ele- the Board of Elections. And we have someone on now? Yeah. Okay. So we have a special guest on, who's coming on tonight right now. My partner, the Flappish Jewish Community Coalition, our FJCC. Um, the, um, flat, the FJCC was started a couple of years ago because uh, myself and many others in the community felt that our interests were not being addressed properly. We have, believe it or not, the flat, greater Flappish community, which goes from Kensington, like Church Avenue, all the way down to Avenue Z, from Flappish Avenue, from McDonald Avenue all the way south, uh, I'm sorry, east to Flatbush Avenue, is, believe it or not, the largest Jewish community in New York State, and basically in the United States, can I Nara? And that we should have, and we do have, a lot of political clout. There are more people living in this area who donate to causes, who are involved in politics, just we weren't organized. Baruch Hashem, together with um, my partners, which included uh, our honorary chairman, Malcolm Holine, who's a uh, resident of Flatbush for many years, who's the chairman of the Conference of Presidents of uh, major Jewish organizations, and Hasko Bennett, who's my partner, who's the, co- who's the co-founder. And I'm going to bring uh, Hasko on the phone in two minutes, but before we do that, we're going to have on uh, someone, there's something else going on in the neighborhood uh, after the election, and that's this coming Shabbos. We're going to bring on Uh, Yoni Zakutinsky, who's going to talk about the Shabbos project for two minutes. We're going to talk about that and go switch back to the elections. Yoni, are you on the air?
2: Hi, Josh. How are you?
1: Good, Yoni. Good. It's good to have you 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 on. Welcome to uh, tell us a little bit for two minutes. Then we're going to, before we switch back to the elections, let's talk for a minute about the uh, uh, Wednesday night. Tomorrow night is the election. Election results Wednesday night. I understand there's a big event planned for The um, um, Manhattan Beach Jewish Center. It's called the Chala Project. You want to talk about that for a minute?
2: Okay, thank you, Josh, for having me on the phone. And uh, let's just talk for a few minutes about Wednesday night. Wednesday evening, there'll be the Grand Chala Bay under the uh, guidance of Project Inspire and the Shabbos Project. And we'll be having, well, we'll have 1,000 women both religious and non-religious, baking challah together in unity and in unison. And it's a uh, opportunity to come out there and uh, just be part of the Jewish people. Challah is something that the women have a special mitzvah in. It's something unique. It's a whole program. And uh, I'm sorry to say this to everybody, but it's all sold out. So if you're in, you're in. If you're not, I guess you'll just have to watch you know, the videos of it, because we are completely, completely booked. Every spot in the place is completely booked. I right? thank all those That's women. A, it's a great... Yeah, I'm sorry. ...participated, mm-hmm. and it should be a wonderful opportunity, a wonderful experience. Following that, this coming Shabbat, uh-huh. we are having, in the Flatbush community, various different hubs and locations where the theme is uh, Inspire Yourself, to inspire others, we understand that there are so many Jews that are not committed and not associated with Yiddishkeit, with Judaism, and it's our our, our right, it's our responsibility to reach out and inspire them. So, therefore, um, there's millions, millions of Jews, so we all know somebody who's a relative, who's a cousin, who's a neighbor, and if we can invite them for Shabbat to our home, so. That would be very, very special. There would be an opportunity for them to have special classes, etc. But it's also an opportunity to really inspire ourselves that there are other opportunities besides the Shabbat, but uh, other opportunities such as uh, inviting them for Hanukkah, inviting them for, uh, for Pesach, giving them Shalach Malas, giving them um, a matzah for Pesach. So the question is, do we care? And how do we care about our Chenu B'nai Yisroh? How do we care about other people? Who are not as fortunate as we are to have Yiddish Kite.
1: Yoni, uh, the, just tell us more about how, where, where are the Shabbos Project events taking place this coming Shabbos?
2: Okay. That people so could, could it, uh, it'll take be part It will advertised in. all over, uh, also in the FJJ. But the main three hubs that are happening are the Aguda Base Yemen, uh, which is on the corner, is on Avenue L between North Street and East 29th Street. Um, and they will be having a series of different lectures, shiurim, and an oneg, and a uh, shal shuddest, and a ma and a, not a malavama, and a hafdala. They will also be in Rabbi Landau Shul, which is on the corner of East 9th Street and Avenue L. And they will also have a, um, special, uh, program with classes, with shiurim, and it makes them look in the FJJ see all this, and also in Marine Park and the various mm-hmm. different schools there. There will also be a hub of different classes and shiram along with. There will be approximately 20 other participating shuls, and in one one way, shape, or form. They'll have different speakers coming and either speaking Friday night, um, the Shabbos Trusha, classes, and of course, Shalashudas. There will be an opportunity for their kiki-losi. To also hear the message of inspiring ourselves to inspire others.
1: Excellent. Yoni, thank you very much for that information. Again, the uh, big challah bake is Wednesday night, but you're saying that's sold out at the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center for Ladies Only. Then we have this coming Shabbos in many locations. Check out the FJJ and the other papers around. You'll see the whole schedule for the exciting, floppish Shabbos project, which is so important on inspiring our brethren to keep Shabbos and to see the beauty in Judaism and Yiddishkeit. And thank you very much, Yoni, and the whole team. I know you guys have been working very hard over the last few months, actually, to put this thing together, the team at Project Inspire, and we look forward to participating. Thank you,
2: Yoni. Thank you, Josh. and
1: Amen. Thank you very much. And... Let's get back to election special tonight, the uh, FJCC, Flapish Jewish Community Coalition, election special tonight for the big election that starts 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. We have my partner in the FJCC, my co-founder, Haskell Bennett, who is known far and wide as someone who's a spokesman for for Klai Yisrael, a member of the esteemed board of the uh, trustees of the al Yisrael of America and many other hats. But tonight, as co-founder of FJCC, he's going to partner with me for the next little bit, and we're going to talk about the elections. Good evening, Haskell.
3: Good evening, Josh. Good evening to all the listeners. Wow, great to be with you on this exciting Monday night, uh, pre-election FJCC special. Thrilled to be here.
1: Excellent. Uh, Haskell, I understand, before we even get on to the general get-out-to-vote, I understand there's an exciting race. I mentioned it briefly earlier upstate New York, which I think will you've been working so hard with other people on uh, to to register. What, what area is covered by that race? Who's running? And why does it make a difference?
3: You know, Josh, it's so funny. We, we go to the Catskill Mountains. We love it. Many of us do, at least. I know a lot of the listeners go to uh, upstate, they go to camp, they go to bungalow colonies. Well, that area is known as Sullivan County. And Sullivan and Ulster County, in particular, we have so many camps, uh, so many bungalow colonies, summer homes, vacation homes, uh, activities, entertainment. Many of the community, at at this point, they say about a hundred thousand Jews from the New York City area and around the New York area go travel upstate. Well, that area upstate uh, is uh, electing a new Congress member tomorrow. Uh, the current congressman is Chris Gibson, who is retiring, somebody who I've uh, had the fortunate, uh, wonderful privilege of knowing for quite a number of years, actually tried to help him a couple of years ago when he was running for election in this area, and we helped him. And so tomorrow, the district that we all enjoy so much, but we leave in September and then there's Bar HaShem, a growing year-round community there, living in Sullivan County, in Monticello and South Fallsburg, and in Woodridge, Bloomingburg, uh, all across Sullivan County in particular. There's yeshivas up there, yeshiva South Wolfsburg. There's a vision to Kehillah in Kayamisha. Uh, there are other yeshivas in Mountaindale, other yeshivas in Monticello. New yeshivas that are growing, one is, is starting in Liberty. So we have a real presence there all year round. Anyway, tomorrow there's an election uh, with uh, somebody that we know quite well, somebody we've had a chance to get to know. His name's John Faso who is running against someone named Zephyr Teachout. A tremendous effort has been ongoing for the last couple of months to register voters and to make sure that the voters who are already registered upstate will be voting tomorrow, whether they're there personally or whether they're voting absentee. So if you haven't voted absentee and you register in upstate Sullivan County and you want to do a real mitzvah, get in your car, drive up two hours, and go vote. I know that the people are going to be doing that. So just... One more note before we get into the conversation on other things. If you live in Brooklyn and you registered in Brooklyn and it takes you five minutes to go vote, it's the same mitzvah. But tomorrow there's a big race upstate, and uh, the national uh, media and all of the decision makers are watching this race. It's a very close race. The polls are very close. It's pitting a Republican versus a Democrat, obviously, but a real conservative Republican versus a liberal, as you said before, a liberal Democrat, Zephyr Teachout, who is supported by Bernie Sanders, who was supported by George Soros, who is really far left of everything that we, uh, we really are looking for in a candidate. And so we're, we're working very hard to try to help John Faso win that election. And so uh, if you're looking, if you're paying attention tomorrow night, New York 19, the congressional district known as New York 19, is where a very hotly contested, heavily watched race will be happening, which we have been involved with. And we have a lot of investment in that race and in that district, upstate in Sullivan County.
1: Haskell, thank you very much. You know, I I met uh, John Faso at your summer home, upstate, uh, this past summer, and I was personally very impressed with him, and I could say that we need someone like him in Congress, and it's so important that anybody who registers to vote, whether you register upstate, whether you register in the city, that you actually go vote. It's not enough to be, I know I meet people all the time, Kasko, I'm sure, you know, we've discussed this in the past. There's so many people, thousands of people registered who just don't bother voting. They get busy and this. How long does it take to vote? A couple of minutes, literally a couple of minutes. It's near your home. And as I read before the letter from Moshe Feinstein, that's all, it's a mitzvah, and it's a mitzvah we should not pass up. And how important it is, Kasko, let's talk in general for a minute. How important it is, is it, for every single person to
3: vote? You know, I made this case before uh, last week. Uh, in a different conversation, and I was trying to explain to Leon, I believe it was on Leon's show on Saturday night, the Community Matters show, and I and I said, people are frustrated. It's it's tangible. Everywhere we go, I'm sure you have the same thing. People are constantly stopping you wherever I go, in Shul, on the street, walking home, in the morning, in ShopSmart, in ShopRite, wherever, in Pomegranate, wherever I go, everywhere I go, the conversation immediately starts. Today, I got... I can't tell you how many messages, text messages. Who should I vote for? Why should I vote? I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I don't like the candidates. Let me tell you something, friends. The elections are being watched. Every single community is being watched, especially a presidential year. That's the year where they really take, will pay close attention. There are down-ballot races that are happening and they have it down to a science. It is all computerized, and both Democrats and Republicans and decision makers from the governor and the Congress and the Senate down to the Assembly, the State Senate, City Council, all the way to everywhere from top to bottom, they know who votes. And any community that doesn't vote, any community that stays home, whether people say, hey, what does it matter, my vote doesn't matter, or my vote doesn't count, or what's the difference, we're in New York, and it's a blue state, it's a red state, here or there, you're overanalyzing it, people. We're overanalyzing it. It's very simple. It's Election Day. We have a Chiyov to vote. We are part of the Medina Shal Chesed of America. Being part of a democracy means making your voice heard once or twice a year on Election Day. Arachas Kama Vakama in a presidential year. And so, of course, the elected officials want to know, who cares about the issues? How can we complain that things aren't going the way we want them to go if we're not interested or willing to step forward when it matters? Tomorrow, it matters. Tomorrow is showtime for about 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. It is the community's opportunity after all of the noise, all of the ads, all of the fighting, all of the the, the, the press conferences, and the media, all of it goes out the garbage. Tomorrow is our day, the voters. The voters have a chance to say, hey, this bothers me, that bothers me, I want to support this person, I want to support that person. And it's really, really important.
1: Haskell, thank you. You know, you bring up the Malchus shalchesed. That's exactly what it is. We live, Baruch Hashem, in the Malchus Shal In In the situation, as we said on the radio we did on, on j a couple of nights ago, we did a show. It is so important to realize that, Baruch Hashem, we live probably since Hurbin Bayesheni. There was never a time where Klai Yisrael had the opportunity to participate in government, the freedom to be a from Jew to put on your tefillin, to daven, to dress the way we want to dress, anywhere in the United States. It's such a tremendous opportunity. And not to participate is, is really the wrong thing. And it's, it's so incumbent upon every single person to participate. It takes a few minutes, and it really, really makes a difference. Costco, every, like you said, every politician could easily look online, and you'll know exactly which communities
3: vote, which don't. If anybody thinks that Mayor de Blasio doesn't know which community voted for him or which communities didn't, they're making a big mistake. And that, that not only goes for the mayor's office, that goes for the governor. Tomorrow there are races that are quietly under the radar that people aren't paying any attention to because the presidential race has just sucked out all of the oxygen from the conversation. But right here at home, there are races, even though they're not that competitive and they're not making that much noise, but we have an opportunity to send our assembly person, Helene Weinstein, back to to the assembly because she's been a good representative. We have an opportunity to send Simcha Felder back to the state senate. It's not that it's necessarily a challenging race, but Simcha will see that we appreciate the work that he's doing on behalf of the community and you vote for him. And there are other races that are going on, not just in Brooklyn and Rock. County, as we said, in Sullivan County, races to state senate in Long Island, these are important races. The balance of the state senate right now is, is, is nobody's sure how it's going to play out. People need to recognize in the sound of our voice, their vote matters. Their vote counts. If they care about yeshivas, if they care about prismillah, if they care about religious rights, if they care about safety and security, all the things that we are concerned about, special needs children... Everything that is important to our community to live our life as Torah Jews, or Moshe Feinstein, said it so well, as an act of HaKar HaSatayev to the Medina Shalchah said, it is a chiv, to participate in the process. Khatko Benna doesn't have to tell you that. Josh Melman doesn't have to tell you that, as my rabbi Sherr says all the time. By voting tomorrow, not only are you doing a mitzvah because you're following Gedele Yisroel, but you have this chus, rabbi Moshe and Rabbi Yaakov, who wrote these letters so many years ago. We have this chus to listen to the words of Gedele Yisroel who meant so much to us. A mitzvah mamish. To go and to vote. Take the five minutes. I know my daughter's 18 years old now, and she wants to go vote for the very first time and she's excited because I've worked so hard as my whole, whole life to say, when you're going to be 18, you're going to vote because that is what an adult does. Parents, send a message to your children so that they'll participate when they become of age. Take them tomorrow. Go. Go vote. Take them. Be part of the democracy. Whoever wins, whoever loses, we have had an opportunity to step forward and say we matter. And I appreciate the opportunity, John to talk with you. I know it's going to be a great show here, the FJCC uh, election coverage. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with the great listeners of J.R.U. Radio. The privilege. I really, I just want to leave with the following advice. Please don't be down. Don't be depressed. Don't be demoralized. Step forward. Be strong. Chazak v'yematz. Go and do a mitzvah tomorrow, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Please go and vote.
1: Excellent. Haskell, thank you very much for uh, participating. We'll get you on again in a little while. We have a couple of elected officials and a couple of people that are going to be coming on shortly to discuss it. But what you said is 100% correct. So it's a mitzvah, it's easy, and it's an easy mitzvah, and it really, really makes a difference. Costco, before you go, there's a, no, there's a, you're still on, right? I'm right here. Go. Okay, our friend in uh, Rockland County is having an, a race tomorrow as well, right? Absolutely. And our you know friend, what? Aaron
3: Wieter is running for the 98th Assembly District. And uh, again, we're here in Brooklyn. We don't hear so much what's going on in Rockland, but rest assured, people are watching that race. And our friend Aaron Wieter somebody who I know very well, somebody who many of us are supporting. He's running for assembly. Hasidish Yid. He's a member of the Rockland County Legislature. He's the first Hasidish Yid in America, in New York, to have such a position of. He held the position of majority leader. Now he's a legislator in Rockland County, and he's running for assembly tomorrow. So tomorrow, when you're doing your your duty of voting. Don't forget in Rockland County, go out and vote. Rockland County and Killia Shaw, that whole perimeter, of that area running from Rockland through to KJ, AJ, uh, Rockland and Orange County. Uh, if you hear the sound of my voice and you're listening to Jay Lee Radio online, I don't know how strong your signal is. Vote for Aaron. Right,
1: one second, Costco. Uh, Costco's not. Costco, first of all, we're online. Second of all, uh, you know, everybody can listen in. Everybody listening to our voice tonight has a friend, a relative who lives in Rockland County, lives in the Muncie area, email them, call them, text them, say, guys, go out and vote. How many, Koskel, our friend Aaron Weider, who's a great guy, who's a great, great spokesman uh, who, for Clyde for Yisraeli, he's doing so much, and he's, he, how, much, how many votes did he lose by last time?
3: He ran for assembly two years ago, and he lost by 68 votes. 68 68 people who didn't vote last time and can vote this time. Maybe your 68 votes are going to make a difference. Josh is so right. Somebody who is upstate or has relatives, upstate, brothers, children, in-laws, parents, grandparents, whoever, nieces, nephews. If you live in Rockland County in the 98th Assembly District, step forward. Vote for president, and then vote for Aaron Weeder for assembly. It's so easy. It's a nice thing to do. We'll have a great guy in the assembly to help us out, and we'll help Helene Weinstein, who's running here in Brooklyn. And then we'll do the right thing. We'll try to admit to Shem. We'll accomplish much more when we have friends in high places that will be sensitive to the needs of what it is that we're trying to accomplish. And that's the, the, the Shem, like everything else, with Shia D'Shma'ya. We do our established. You have this program here to excite people to the fact that tomorrow's election day. Parents, don't forget, bring your kids. It's an exciting thing. I remember my parents brought me to vote, and now when I go, I'm bringing my kids to vote. This is going to be my third child, and I'm bringing them tomorrow to go vote. Hey, it's an opportunity for Chirich Abonim. It's a mitzvah. Let's get it done.
1: Choskel, I can't say it. Any, any better than you did. You did it very eloquently, as usual. Um, I bring my kids to vote as well, and my father, Loh always made sure to bring all of us to vote, and that's got our interest uh, piqued in, in getting involved in the community and helping the Tzibur. That's one of the things that he taught us.
3: I have, and, I have to tell you something, Josh. So Zain Guzant, I have a grandmother, Bobby Hanula, who, uh who is a Holocaust survivor, she has, uh, she, was, she survived five camps, five concentration camps. She's from Poland. She lives in America, Baruch Hashem. She is 94 years old, 94, and she has never missed an election since she came to this country. But as is Hashem, Yisbarach, she is intending tomorrow morning to go to vote Again, for president and for all the other things. So if my grandmother, Solange Zunt, Bobby Hanula Friedman, she's listening, we're very inspired by her, and we take a lesson from her that if a 94-year-old Elta Elta Baba, great-great-grandmother, makes it a priority, she understood where she came from, that when she was a child, she didn't have a chance to vote. Her parents didn't have a chance to vote. There wasn't an opportunity in Europe. Well, guess what? We have that opportunity. Let's not waste it. I know people are tired about it, but we really have to make sure we shouldn't be tired. It's not a time to be tired. That's the Sahara. Should not be tired, should not be cynical, should not be down. Step forward, make your voices heard, follow my grandmother, Solzhengezund, and let's go vote.
1: Costco, thank you very much for participating, for all you do for the club, And, uh, you know, there's a lot, lot going on. We could talk, we'll hopefully get other opportunities to talk to the community about the exciting things. You know, you and I, we just hosted the new district attorney in Brooklyn, and we had uh, very important people there to meet with him, from uh, our honorary chairman of FJCC, uh, Malcolm Holmline, and uh, the executive vice president of America, Rev. Chaim David Zwiebel, and others it's it's so important that people get involved and understand how important and what it means to elected officials that people participate that people listen to them and people most importantly that we go out to vote because they could tell like you said earlier they could tell we could tell which houses we can't say who you voted for but we know if you voted and if you did not vote
3: no and question the communities about that it. vote There's no question. They know who's voting. They know which blocks, which communities. They probably have it down to the science of the houses, uh, of which houses voted, which houses didn't. computers are very sophisticated, and they understand. People really need to understand and appreciate that the community Asconim, the representatives, the Scheimer members, Atsala members, regular Asconim are out there doing the work for the community happily with a smile, Everybody's very happy to do the work, and the one thing that the CBER is asked is to participate in the electoral process, and it does so much for our community. An investment in voting is an investment in ourselves. It doesn't have to be said over and over, but apparently every community needs to hear this, look around, watch, you know, see what's going on. Other communities are engaged. You see how many thousands and thousands and thousands of people are going to the rallies for the Democrats, for the Republicans. This interest, that interest. Who's caring about our interests? Who's worried and concerned that our yeshivas should be safe and secure? They should be well-funded. Who's making sure of this? The them are working hard. The Agoda Is working hard. You're working hard, Josh. So many good people. Now comes out that work. Everybody's working hard. All well, we're asking for the people is that on an election day, Give us the ammunition that we need to make the case so we can go back to the elected officials and say, look, we voted, we matter. When you're running for re-election, you know you can count on us. But after when you get elected, we're coming back to you. We need this and we need that, and the community deserves the support that it gets, and we have to earn it. Earning that support from our elected officials on Election Day. I'm sure every one of your guests that are going to come after me, your Congress members, whoever's going to come on, Assembly, whoever you have coming on, I'm sure there's some great guests. Please send them my best regards, all of them, and tell them we are actively engaged, and we will be out there tomorrow, and the community will vote.
1: Chasko, one of the beautiful things that we, Baruch Hashem, was to do together, together with many very people who are on our executive board, uh, who were at our meeting the other night uh, at my home with the dist- new district attorney would be the leaders of Flapper, Shomrim, Flapper Shatzalaf, and the leaders of the Sparta community the um, and others avi Shik and and others that who are who are out there for the community all the time and, and doing great things, and Leon Goldenberg and Peter Rebenwurzel and others who were very very active. I could tell you that it really makes a difference, and elected officials see the, see it and it gives us not just the chizuk but the power to accomplish because we're able to then go with the elected official and they say, yeah, I know your community votes and I'm going to help you because I want to get reelected. I want more people to know about me. It really translates to that level. It's as simple as that, and it's a mitzvah to vote. As, uh, as we read before the letter, we'll read it again from Maisha Feinstein a little bit later tonight. Um, we have that mitzvah to vote, and everyone should participate. Thank you, Chatzko. We'll be in touch a little bit later. You'll be
0: back on
3: thank you, Josh. Have a great night. If we, if I hope to be able to speak later, but, and uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. Thanks so much.
0: Thank, thank you. you. I just, uh, just, just to remind our listeners, this is a special program for the election tomorrow at two hours with uh, Josh Melman from the FJCC, Flatbush Jewish Community uh, Coalition. And uh, I just, if you have any question, you can text us for three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. 347-927-8398, and we will try to answer the question uh, through the talk. right now. We have another guest uh, on the line, right? Yes. So I want to introduce tonight, we have uh, the special privilege of having
1: on David Payman, who's the Trump-Pence campaign senior advisor a national director for Jewish affairs and outreach. He's a former... Federal Prosecutor, who also served as California Deputy Attorney General in California. Uh, David, uh, you're on, David, right? You hear me? I can hear you, Josh. Thank you. Okay, David, let me just uh, go a little bit more about your background here so people should understand who you are. David was a senior sanctions and policy advisor to the United Against Nuclear Iran, a nonpartisan advocacy group founded by U.S. Ambassador Dennis Ross and Richard Holbrook, with former CIA Director Jim Wolseley. Mr. Payman received his Juris Doctor from Harvard Law, so you're a lawyer from Harvard Law School. Um, And as a... uh, You want to just tell us what you've been doing recently before you joined the Trump-Pence campaign?
4: Sure. So most recently, I've been in Manhattan working for... A finance asset management firm and I became involved with the Trump campaign uh, several months ago um, on a volunteer basis and that has led to the eventual appointment of, of myself as uh, the National Director for Jewish Affairs and Jewish Outreach.
1: Okay David I appreciate you coming on I know you, uh, you you just landed a short while ago you were in Florida today that's the real swing state in this race right?
4: Florida is a swing state, absolutely. And uh, obviously there is a significant Jewish community in in Florida, and there's a significant uh, pro-Israel community in Florida. So we want to make sure we tell the voters of Florida, as we've been telling the voters nationally, about Mr. Trump's policies and positions on Israel, but more than just Israel, on all the issues affecting Jewish voters.
1: Okay, David, so let's just talk about a minute, uh, first of all, about uh, Mr. Trump. You know, I met him uh, a couple of months ago, back in April, when he had the primary, and they, he asked to meet with a few uh, Jewish leaders, and Baruch Hashem, I was chosen to be one of the uh, few leaders who uh, were invited to his office in Trump Tower. And I could tell you that my personal meeting with him, it was very different than what you see in the media, what you what you read about, what you hear about in person. I saw the real Donald Trump, a real nice guy who's out there. He was listening. He was attentive. He was interested in what's important to me, what's important to our organization, FJCC, the Flatbush Coalition, what's important to Jewish communities in general and the Orthodox community in particular. We know that his daughter, Ivanka, converted and married Jared Kushner, who's an Orthodox Jewish person, and he's raising an Orthodox Jewish family, and he respects it, and he's very interested in our interests and our causes. So, David, as a person who's been working with him for the last while, what do you to tell me about Mr. Trump, about Donald Trump, and about how to campaign
4: moving forward? So, look, Josh, I think this is the most important and consequential election for the American Jewish voter in the history of this country, and I'll tell you why. You touched upon one of the reasons why, and that's Mr. Trump's personal connections the Jewish people, which go back many, many decades, and I'll talk about that in greater depth, but it also has to do with the policies that Mr. Trump has and the principles that he stands for. And there has never been, and I challenge anybody to point out otherwise, there has never been a more pro-Israel Republican Party platform in the history of this country on either side of the political aisle. And on position after position after position, there's a stark contrast between where Donald Trump stands and where Hillary Clinton stands. I'm happy to talk about those specific policies, but more than the policies is who Mr. Trump is, as you indicated, as a person. This is a man whose most senior executives happen to be Jews and happen to be observant Jews— and who was encouraged? And I've learned this from working in the campaign. Because personally, I'm an observant Jew. I wear my kippa to Trump Tower every day. I've taken up, taken off every Sabbath. I've taken off every Yom Tov. And you know, in October there was plenty of them, and a lot of them that fell on a weekday. Critical days lost for a campaign um, a month before the election. But I was encouraged to do so, and I was supported. And this is the kind of man Mr. Trump is. And not only did he support me, but he supported senior executives and he encouraged them to stop deals, stop business deals on Friday afternoon so they can get home to their wives and their kids to observe the Sabbath. And it goes beyond the support for his daughter. It goes beyond the support for his son-in-law and and the pride he has um, with respect to his Jewish grandchildren. This is a man who has been surrounded by Jews his entire life, and is extremely sensitive to Jewish causes and the Jewish people. And that plays out with respect to his policies, policies where he's been part and parcel in in the decision-making process, obviously, and thinking about the issues and taking a stand on the issues. And I'll just start with a couple of them. One of them is protecting pro-Israel college students on campuses across America. There's been a 100% rise, according to the ADL, a 100% rise in anti-Semitic incidents on college campuses between 2014 and 2015. Now, we don't have the 2016 numbers yet, obviously. But Mr. Trump decided that that's a big problem. And you know what he's going to do? When he takes office, he's going to direct the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division to investigate and to prosecute. Coordinated intimidation of pro Israel students by university groups, leftist professors, and faculty and administrator, administrators in college campuses across the country. As a former, former prosecutor myself, I'm very, very proud of this point. Another thing, closer to home, I'll get to Israel, but closer to home, how many families, Jewish families, whether you're conservative, reform, or orthodox, have the ability? to send their kids to a Jewish day school and still make ends meet. To do so is almost a miracle. It's a true mess. Send your kids, especially if you have several kids, to send them to a Jewish day school and still put food on the table and make ends meet. And Mr. Trump realizes that. That's why he dedicated, and he's going to dedicate, $20 billion in existing federal funds. He's going to redirect them to school choice programs. These are only two of the domestic issues that Mr. Trump has thought about, and these are issues, frankly, that Hillary Clinton, she doesn't share these positions. There is a stark contrast between who Mr. Trump is and who Hillary is on issues pertaining to the Jewish people.
1: Okay, um, David, David, let me just um, let me just stop for a second. I just you know, it's important for. Not just for people listening to radio who happen to live in the New York tri state area, and we have many people listening all around the country, but primarily in the Brooklyn and uh, tri state area. But everybody's listening to our voice tonight has a grandmother, an uncle, a cousin, or someone who lives in Florida. Florida, you just came back from. Florida is the swing state, as is uh, other states that may make a real difference. If someone has someone in a relative in Detroit, Michigan is the swing state. Ohio, on uh, Cleveland, or one of the other cities, it's so important that we reach out to our relatives, our friends. Today, nowadays, it's so easy, by text message, by uh, you know, WhatsApp, or email. Remind everyone to vote tomorrow. The votes are the, the polls are open tomorrow morning. No matter where the person lives in the United States, if a from-person votes, a Jewish person votes, it makes a difference. I read a letter before from Ramesha Feinstein Zatzal, the Gadol Adar, where instead it's a mitzvah to vote. It's incumbent upon every single person in the Jewish community to vote. You can't say it any stronger, and nobody could say it on the level that Ramesh Feinstein did it. So it's so important that every single one of the people listening tonight, listening to the radio, emails, calls, and, and puts right away, that, and, and make sure that all the relatives and friends anywhere in the United States Anywhere in the tri-state area goes out of votes tomorrow. New York area, the polls are open from six a.m. to nine p.m. It is it is important. No matter who you feel you have to vote for, it's important that you vote. Of course, David, absolutely. we have on the line David Payman, who's uh, running the uh, the uh, Trump-Pence campaign. He's a senior advisor and director George, for Jewish. I may, Af-
4: can I just add one more point to what you said? Sure. Everything sure. you said is very wise and absolutely correct. But as voters we have an obligation not only to vote, but to educate ourselves on the policies and the positions of the candidate, to educate ourselves about who the candidate's advisors are, and those candidates' connections and their advisors' connections to the Jewish people and to the state of Israel, or otherwise, God forbid, to people that are not pro-Israel. And before we go in there and vote, if we are truly pro-Israel voters, we can't just take statements and declarations made by candidates that they're pro-Israel. We have to look at the policies, and we have to look at the people surrounding them. I encourage everybody to do so. I've written several articles. One is in the Times of Israel. One is in the Forward that discuss Mr. Trump's policies in great detail. And I encourage everybody to read those and, as you said, to go up and vote tomorrow.
1: Okay, David, before, before we go, um, I just want to— uh, re, uh, you know, connecting one more thing here is that uh, you know, I, over the last few months you know, we were, uh, as I mentioned earlier I was at the meeting I was uh, uh, privileged to be invited I think I was the only the other were press people and I was I think the only Jewish leader of an organization who was invited to meet with Donald Trump uh, right before the primary uh, before the New York primary in his office and at that meeting he told me he said like you know I want to uh, show you how important it is that, uh, uh, how the respect I have for Orthodox Jewish people, the, re- the importance Israel is in my life, and what it means to, uh, to me if I become president, how, how much support I'm going to give to the state of Israel. And on the spot, he says, you know, I have two advisors, two Jewish advisors, both Orthodox, both from people. And at that moment, he says, you know, he turned, actually, Corey Lewandowski was the, his campaign manager at the time, and I actually was one of the people who coordinated with Corey the, uh, that meeting. And he turned to, um, to Corey and he says, you know, get Jason and uh, David. Get Jason Greenblatt, who uh, thereafter became a very close friend of mine. And I considered uh, Jason a wonderful person. I actually brought him. He's no stranger to Flatbush. He has relatives living in Flatbush. Jason Greenblatt, who we referred to earlier, David, is a Orthodox Jewish Uh, executive vice president of the Trump organization. He is the chief legal advisor for Trump organization. He told me numerous stories, including once that they had a deal on a major deal in Florida. It was a Friday afternoon and Donald Trump turns to him and says, Jason, you're not going to be home in time for Shabbos to your family. Take my plane. And he told his pilot, "Take take Jason, do a special flight, take him back to New York. He has to be home in time for his family for Shabbos. That's the respect that's the type of um, encouragement that we, we look for, the type of leadership, the type of sensitivity that we look for in a president, and especially someone who's coming. And I could tell you that Jason, I brought Jason Greenblatt to Flatbush. We met at Rabbi Yisrael Reisman's house with many Rabbonim from the Sephardic community, from the Hasidic community, from Litvish community, and he impressed upon all of them the importance and the sincerity of Donald Trump's interest in helping the firm community and, and the state of Israel. And afterwards, we met with many leaders from the community, from the Broad Ranger community. And it was so important that he came here because he literally put so many people at ease. People were concerned listen, I see on TV, I see uh, on the internet, I read in the papers, who knows what's really Absolutely. going on? And he put it at ease. Jason did that. And uh, David, by you coming on tonight, you're doing the same thing. You're, you're impressing upon. Our, and, and, you know,
4: I, I, I yeah. got involved in the campaign. I just have to make one comment. I, I got involved through Jason Greenblatt. And when I did and I started working for Jason, I realized, you know, if you look up the definition of the word mensch, it's Jason Greenblatt. This I, I is second that motion. one of the kindest, kindest, sweetest men. And I realized, I said, you know, if Mr. Trump has the judgment to make this guy his chief legal officer, And I see the way he's raised his kids, four kids in Manhattan who are all grounded, who love their father immensely and respect him immensely. Mm -hmm. This is the kind of man I want to work for. And it was through Jason that I got involved with the campaign.
1: Excellent. You know, Jason, like I said, is a close friend. And, um, you know, if Donald Trump wins, uh, hopefully he'll play a major role. And we look forward to uh, building on that relationship. Uh, But uh, before you go, David, uh, again, one more time, why, why should someone who cares about the state of Israel
4: vote for Donald Trump? So let me talk about Israel specifically. There are three reasons why. Number one, Mr. Trump clearly said David Friedman, his senior foreign policy advisor, Ivanka Trump, who I was with a couple of weeks ago in Miami, has clearly said he's going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. But why is he different than other candidates? Why is he going to do it? Whereas other candidates, before they became president, promised and never did. And I'll tell you one reason why. Because Mr. Trump is not a politician beholden to the State Department or special interests. And David Friedman clearly said when I was with him in Jerusalem at a rally for Jerusalem, he said, you know, on the day that we take office, we have no doubt and we're under no illusion that senior members of the State Department are going to approach the White House, career bureaucrats at the State Department are going to approach the White House and tell us it can't be done. You can't move the embassy to Jerusalem, and they're going to give us maybe a hundred reasons why not. And Mr. Trump is going to look at them in the eye, and he's going to tell them all they are fired, because the White House makes policy, and the State Department must abide by it, and Mr. Trump is going to move the embassy to Jerusalem. He recognizes that it is the eternal capital of the Jewish people. It was, it is today, and it always will be. Number two, Mr. Trump realizes that you can't have a true and lasting peace when one, one of the parties raises generations and generations of children to hate Jews and to kill Jews. And the Palestinian Authority does this today, and they've been doing it for years. They do it through their school textbooks, They do it in classrooms, they do it on television programs, they do it on cartoons, they do it through their media, they incentivize suicide terrorist bombers by paying blood money to their families when they blow themselves up, they post their pictures on the streets, they name streets after them and squares after them. Mr. Trump realizes for there to be any long and lasting and just peace, Palestinian incitement must stop. Palestinians cannot continue to talk about peace in English and wage a holy war against the Jewish people in Arabic. And that's exactly what they're doing today. And if and when a true and lasting peace is finally achieved, this idea of having a Judenrein Palestinian state, where just because you happen to be Jewish and born Jewish, you're going to be kicked out of your home, this idea is contrary to who we are as Americans, To what we stand for as americans and it's not going to be tolerated under a trump
2: administration
4: can you imagine josh can you imagine during the civil rights movement or jim crow when there was racial violence in the south a possible solution would have been to god forbid deport african americans in order to keep peace or to make peace that's ridiculous we didn't accept it then and we're not going to accept it today if there will be a palestinian state after direct negotiations between the Israelis and Palestinians, negotiations with no preconditions, and negotiations with no interference from the European Union or for the, from the United Nations. And we all know where these two entities, the EU and the UN, stand right, David, via, the, via the
1: David, let me just start, just close up with one more thing. And the, Obviously, the big, uh, one of the big major concerns of the Jewish community in general is the Iran deal, which I believe Mr. Trump um which uh secretary clinton was a major part of the uh putting it together and mr trump is someone who says he's going to that's the worst one of the worst deals in history and he's going to take
4: it apart so that's correct mr trump has been very very clear from the beginning he was always opposed to the iran deal for one simple reason mr trump is a businessman if he knows anything it's how to make a deal and in this deal Mr. Trump's position is that we've lost all the leverage because we lifted all the sanctions in advance, and Iran can march towards a nuclear bomb. Okay, David. Been David, to do I'm sorry to, sorry to interrupt. I, David, I'll make, one, gonna... I'll make one comment about yeah. that, Josh. Just
1: yeah. sorry. and then we'll Go finish
4: ahead. up, and we'll be on a little later. Go ahead. All right, so one more point about that. Just think about this and ask yourselves this one simple question: Seventy-eight percent of the Israeli public, according to a poll conducted by Maariv, and another poll conducted by Channel 10, which showed 69%, oppose the Iran deal and think it's a threat to Israel. Isaac Herzog, the leader of the Zionist Union, opposes the Iran deal. He said it will, quote, unleash a lion from the cage and make Iran, quote, a nuclear threshold state in a decade or so. Shelly Yehomovich, leader of the even further left Labor Party opposes the Iran deal. Yair Lapid, the leader of the Central Sey party, opposes the Iran deal. So you have every political party, every major political party, from the left, the far left, the center, and obviously the current government, opposed to the Iran deal, along with 80% of the Israeli people. Ask yourselves this one question. How can anybody be pro-Israel when they stand against 80% of the Israeli people and the entire political leadership on the issue that poses the greatest existential existential threat to the state of Israel. How can you be pro-Israel when you stand against the entire country? And how can you be a pro-Israel voter if you vote for such a candidate? Ask yourselves that one simple question.
1: David, David Payman is on the phone and uh, joining us this evening. David Payman is the Trump, Donald Trump uh, campaign senior advisor and a National Director for Jewish Affairs and Outreach. We appreciate David being on. Perhaps we'll have an opportunity to speak to you a little bit later. Thank you very much. Uh, We look forward to uh, an exciting day tomorrow. And now we have on the phone... Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, Tonight, again, you're listening to JRoot Radio and JRootRadio.com. This is Josh Melman, the chairman of the FJCC, the Flatbush Jewish Community Coalition. Tonight we have the a special FJCC special election night coverage, uh, the importance of voting tomorrow, how important it is for our community to come out and vote. Tonight, we are privileged to have on the radio with us right now our very own Congressman Dan Donovan. Dan, are you on the radio?
5: I am, Josh, and thank you for having me on the show this <laughs> evening.
1: You're welcome. I just want to give a little introduction. Dan Donovan was a district attorney in Staten Island, for a number of years, and he had an excellent reputation. And then he, there was an open seat uh, in uh, the, the Congress. He's a Republican, and he's running. And he ran for Congress uh, for Staten Island and parts of Brooklyn, which, believe it or not, comes right through, Swite, right, right through Ocean Parkway, right through the center of Flatbush. We now have we're privileged to have the great Dan Donovan, a good which I consider a close friend. Then we, uh, you know, we brought you in the community when people didn't know about you. When we first started, when you first announced your campaign, we realized that you will be representing not just Staten Island, but a good part of the center of the midwood Flappers community. And I'm glad we made that relationship because you have been in, in the forefront of many issues that are important to the Orthodox Jewish community in Brooklyn, in Staten Island, and around the country Dan, welcome to the Airwaves, and uh, we look forward to uh, your victory tomorrow night. Tell us about how you're doing.
5: Well, with the help of your listeners, we will be victorious. As you know, Josh, I have unwavering support for Israel. Last year as a freshman congressman, I made my first trip to Israel. And before I went, people told me it would be a life-changing experience. What they didn't tell me was how life-changing it would be. It was an amazing experience for me, getting to spend time with the prime minister, and this was before the vote on the Iran deal. I had been a staunch opponent of the Iran deal since I entered the halls of Congress. But the president seemed to, for some reason or other, believe that this was going to be a fair deal to the Middle East, a fair deal to Israel, and a fair, fair deal to America. The president was wrong, Josh. What this did was this guarantees that Iran will be a nuclear power in 10, 12 years from now. It threatens our greatest ally in the world, Israel. It threatens the United States. It threatens everybody in the region. Uh, but my visit over there, I, I have to tell you, Josh, uh, it was something. I, I came back last August 16th, and I speak about Israel as if I had returned last evening.
1: Well, <clears throat> then, uh, you know, I— we're, we are so excited that you went to Israel, you took out the time to go, and you um, made it your business to find out more about uh, about the land of Israel and about why it's so important to your constituents here in in Brooklyn and Staten Island and around the country as uh, as a congressman, can you tell us what is the uh, future? how does uh, you know many listeners maybe are not as politically savvy are not familiar with the role of a congressman and how you are able to affect um the uh The different have influence on different things that happen in the country. Want to give us a little background about your first year in office?
5: Yeah, certainly, Josh. I appreciate the opportunity to do that. I mean, I went down to Congress for many reasons. I was very successful as being district attorney of St. Allen, but I, I only dealt with one issue every day. It was an important issue, it was public safety. But in Congress now, I deal with two dozen issues every day all of which affect at least 330 million people of the United States, some of which, like the Iran deal, affect the entire world. It's a remarkable responsibility, but also an incredible opportunity to do some good things. One of the things I'm most proud of is getting that health care provided for all of our 9-11 rescue workers and first responders. The fund had run out. Uh, There are people now, 15 years later, developing cancers that are directly related to their heroics, down at Lower Manhattan after that great tragedy against our nation. And it was my goal to get them permanent health care. We were able to do that my first year. We are allowing the, the families of 9-11 victims to sue foreign governments that may have been responsible for the death of their loved ones in that attack. We've gotten a chance to lower people's taxes. We have to change the health care system in the United States. There's still so much to do. We had an incredible first year. I serve on Homeland Security. I am a chairman of the committee that deals with terrorism and natural disasters. And our community in Brooklyn and Staten Island saw the greatest terrorist tragedy of our time in Lower Manhattan 15 years ago. And we suffered from Superstorm Sandy, probably one of the biggest natural disasters. So having your member of Congress being the head of the committee that deals with those two things for this nation is a great resource for our community. We could do some great things to help our people, the people I represent.
1: Then. That's, uh, that's excellent, an excellent overview of your job and what you've been accomplishing. Listen, we're, we're speaking to, we're privileged this evening to speak to on, the JC, uh, on our FJCC, Flapper Jewish Community Coalition election night special. My name is Josh Melman. We're hosting here tonight. I'm the chairman of the, the Flappish Coalition. And we have the honor of having on with us this evening on, on the air is Dan Donovan, Republican, from Staten Island and Brooklyn, then you're the only Republican congressman in New York City,
5: correct? That's correct, Josh. There's 13 members of Congress that represent New York City. There's 12 Democrats and me. And I tell people I don't think it's a fair fight. I feel bad for the 12 of them. You know, (laughs) one, one of the things about being a Republican in Congress is we're in the majority. So I'm able to go to our leadership and tell them I need things for our community. I restored about a half a billion dollars in transportation aid that was going to be taken stripped from New York City because the the people in Congress didn't want to fund subways. Well, The people I represent depend on subways to go to school, to go to work, and the rest of the country doesn't depend on subways. Most of the rest of the country, Josh, doesn't even have subways. So being in the majority, I could go to leadership of the majority and say, this is important to me back home. I need to serve the people that I represent. They need this. And and it's just simple things like that. Not so simple, but it's things like that that allow me the ability to do that as such a junior member of Congress. uh, The president had slashed most of the money that New York City uses to protect ourselves from terrorism. And uh, with the help of Chuck Schumer in the Senate uh, and me in the House of Representatives, we got all that money restored to New York. So it's a great privilege to serve, but I also have some great opportunities to do work just because of the position I'm in.
1: Then thank you, and we appreciate the friendship, and we appreciate your leadership as chairman. Like you said, of the of the Homeland Security, it's so important. for Our yeshivas, our schools, the synagogues, the, the uh, yeshivas in our community, the beis the girls' schools, who are always, you know, concerned. As a parent myself, I have a, a, a boys in yeshiva, I have girls in girls' schools, and it's so important. We and you know we're, we're involved with many different synagogues. We're always concerned about the security. What, what, what is Congress doing? What kind of funds can we look forward to in the future? What kind of support to help uh, make sure and maintain that level of security?
5: You're absolutely right, Josh. I mean, because the synagogues, our shuls, uh, all home, houses of worship, but particularly those of the Jewish faith, are targets to some radical, uh, moronic people, uh, and we have to assure the safety of the Jewish community. So a lot of the grant money we have in the federal government to allow people to apply for allows for cameras and security measures around yeshivas around uh, synagogue shoals so that so that these communities can be protected so there is money. My office helps people direct them to where that money is and who could apply for it and how to go about applying for it. So, I invite all of your listeners uh, after tomorrow, please let me get through tomorrow have an election but from Wednesday on to call my office and we'll try to help you out throughout the process. Sometimes it's a lengthy process, sometimes it's complicated for people who haven't gone through it before. So my staff will help people go through it and show you how to apply for those funds.
1: You know, again, we're speaking to Republican congressmen, the only Republican congressman in New York City, uh, Dan Donovan, who's been a real friend of our community from the day we met him before the primary to, uh, to today. He's been uh, up front and... A very straightforward person, became a close friend and a good friend to uh, not just the FJCC, not just the Tower Coalition, but for the Jewish community throughout, throughout uh, the country. Then, uh, besides the important election of Congress for tomorrow, we hope you're the winner. Anyone living in Staten Island or the uh, Ocean Parkway area from uh, down from uh, Sheepshead Bay, I believe, straight through to like, Avenue P., All the way to Coney Island Avenue, right? That's all part of your district, right?
5: It is, Josh.
1: Right? We hope everybody comes out and votes for Dan Donovan on the Republican line tomorrow in the election. The polls open at 6 a.m., close at 9 p.m. It's important that a friend like Dan Donovan sees how many tens of thousands of votes he's going to get from our community, both in Staten Island and in Brooklyn. It's really, really important. But I heard a rumor there's also a presidential election tomorrow. Is that true?
5: I heard about that, too. I haven't seen much about it. I haven't read anything about it. I think there is one, Josh. (laughs) It's absolutely amazing the amount of publicity, the amount of media attention to this presidential race. Um, And, uh, you know, the American public really wants to hear about issues. They want to hear who's going to protect our homeland because we're still the number one target of terrorists throughout the world. They want to know how we're going to create opportunities for their children. There's a possibility this this generation, our generation, may be the first one not to make better opportunities for their children than they had for themselves. They want to know how they're going to lower taxes. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners are small business people. We overtax and regulate businesses and discourage them from hiring more people by forcing them to pay for health care that they can't afford to pay for. So this all has to turn around. I think it will turn around. Uh, the Republican Congress has a plan to turn the tax code around to replace the Unaffordable Care Act, as I've been calling it, and, and to protect our nation. But you're right. One of those two people, whether it be he or she, is going to be the next leader of the free world. And uh, I'm not sure we're going to have an early night tomorrow night. It could go long into the night like we did in year 2000 with the Bush-Gore campaigns, And uh, we may be up for many hours before we know who the next president of the United States is.
1: Okay, and who are you supporting?
5: I'm supporting the Donalds. I think uh, when you look at the difference between these two people, first of all, I am a supporter of women's rights, I am a supporter of immigrants, immigrants built our nation, I believe in lawful immigration, I believe in legal immigration, I believe that uh, our country is based on the fabric of our nation, unless you're an American Indian, all of our, we're all ancestors of immigrants, whether we're first generation or fifth generation, but we are also a nation of laws, and we have to obey those laws. And there are people who are trying to get in our country the legal way and have waited so long to become citizens of this great nation. We have to reward them. I am not a fan of amnesty, of just letting everybody who's broken the law become citizens. You have to earn your citizenship. But I think Donald is going to protect the nation better. I think he's better on the economy. I think he's going to create better opportunities. Uh, And, uh, you know, he's going to make the next at least three appointments to the United States Supreme Court. And we don't want people that are going to legislate from the bench. We don't want people who are going to regulate from the bench. We want people that are going to interpret the Constitution. Hillary Clinton has already said that she wants to overturn some of the decisions made by the current uh, Supreme Court. That's not the purpose of Supreme Court justices. They're supposed to interpret the law. And I trust Donald Trump to make those appointments more than I trust Hillary Clinton to do so.
1: Okay, listen, uh, Dan, I, I hear that loud and clear, and I think uh, I have a sneaking suspicion many of our listeners uh, agree with you on that.
5: <laughs> I think they may.
1: <laughs> yes, I believe they do. And um, in closing, just uh, again, uh, give us a 15-second overview and uh, push uh, why should people should come out to vote tomorrow, and why should we come out and vote for Dan Donovan for Congress?
5: Well, I, I ask people... When you, and I've never met anyone, Josh, who runs for public office that says, I want to raise your taxes and I want to create less jobs. Everyone says the same thing. But I ask your voters, your listeners, to, to look at my record. Two years as Deputy Borough President of Staten Island, 12 years as the District Attorney of Staten Island, now, the last 18 months as your member of Congress. Look at the things I've been able to accomplish. Uh, people could say they're going to do things, but I fulfilled every campaign promise. I made to the people of Brooklyn and Staten Island 18 months ago, and I promise I will do it again for the next two years if I am privileged enough to serve you and have your support tomorrow.
1: Okay, Dan Donovan was speaking to Dan Donovan, Congressman Dan Donovan, Republican Congressman Dan Donovan, the only Republican congressman in New York City who's been a very close and good friend of our community, looking after our interests, Chairman of the, in the Homeland Security uh, committee, which has direct effect on security of our schools, our yeshivas, our homes. He's been a good friend, and he's somebody who's so important to vote for. And we're hoping that everybody lives in the Brooklyn area and the Staten Island area that's covered. The whole Staten Island is covered by his district, and part of Brooklyn, part of the greater Flatbush community is has an opportunity to vote for Dan Donovan. Thank you, Dan, for doing what you've been doing for the last year. We wish you luck on your next term. We wish you luck on a victory, a resounding victory tomorrow evening. And we look forward to working with you.
5: Josh, I look forward to it, too. I thank you for your friendship, and I thank your listeners for their support.
1: Okay, thank you. Good night, Dan. Tonight, you're listening to the FJCC, Flappers-Jewish Community Coalition Special Election Coverage. My name is Josh Melman, the chairman of the FJCC, the Flatbush Coalition. We've had on many people, many elected officials and guests who are working on behalf of the community. Um, and some candidates are working on, uh, including we, uh, Dan Donovan, who just got off the radio, was up for election, re-election tomorrow. And now we have on the radio a very close friend, someone who needs no introduction in the greater Flatbush community, or to anyone listening to this radio in Borough Park or throughout the uh, tri-state area, we have the one and only Assemblyman Dove Heikend. Dove, are you on?
6: Absolutely, Josh. Thank you.
1: Great, Dove. Um, let me uh, ask you: Why is it important for every from person to go out and vote tomorrow?
6: Uh before before i answer that i just want to uh support uh, your support of congressman dan donovan he is just uh, absolutely wonderful responsive we deal with him in my own office on behalf of the community he is uh, he's really a star so it's important if you're in his district to go out and vote Look, uh, first of all, and also, Josh, I just want to say to everyone listening, uh, I want to thank you for all the incredible, incredible work that your organization does. I mean, you're on top of everything that goes on. I mean, you've organized the community. I wish every community was as organized as Flatbush, and and that's because of you, Josh. All the leadership, the rabbis, the community leaders, it's it's just fabulous. Having said that, Josh, uh, look— Everyone watches uh, every community in terms of uh, who's voting. And I don't mean, when I say who's voting, how many people vote in that community? How many people are registered in that community? And it is so critical that every single person, regardless of who you're going to vote for, regardless, uh, you know, that's not the issue at this moment. It is important that when, when you vote, you register with all the elected officials, from governors to mayors to you name it, because they're looking at numbers. How many people voted in this district? How many people voted in that district, the total number? And that really influences people, uh, elected officials, uh, governors, mayors, and others, in terms of being responsive to that community. That's the reality. You know, one could say, well, what difference should it make? They should be responsive to every community. When you show voting strength, when you are there voting and people know it, that means they have to contend with you. They have to talk to you. They have to deal with you. They count on you. For them to be elected. Uh, So going out to vote, I, I can't say it enough how important that is and that our community, the Jewish community, that our numbers have to be greater than they are. The fact is that right now, Uh, And this is a sad reality, and maybe it's changing slowly and we need to do more. The sad reality is, Josh, that many of the minority communities... It used to be that the Jewish community was number one in terms of the number of voters. It's changed. Uh, The minority communities vote in greater numbers all over Brooklyn, all over the city of New York. And I think, you know, it's important uh, to change that, but for tomorrow, Election Day... Every single person needs to go out and vote. If there are long lines, and there may be long lines, uh, it's one of the privileges of living in a democracy, of living in this great country that we live in, that we can truly, truly vote and make a difference.
1: Dove you are so right. It is so important. And as an elected official, you're a deputy speaker, I believe, in the New York State Assembly. You represent... Borough Park and a good part of Flatbush in the New York State Assembly. You know from talking to other elected officials how important it is, how they know they're able to tell public information which communities vote, which communities don't. It is so right. important. Absolutely.
6: Correct? Listen, listen. Uh, Governor Cuomo when he ran a year, what was it, two years ago? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is it a year or two? Whatever it is, ago, yeah. uh, I remember how he came to our communities and and how important it was for him to get our vote, to get our support, and to get the numbers. It's not just whether someone gets 51% of the vote, but how many people voted. They look at that. They examine it. They, You know, today, uh, Josh, as you know, you can push a button and get all the numbers. You can compare every single community, how many people voted every single year. So, you know, these are not secrets. Uh, Government people know this, and if we want to get our fair share, it's the the least we can do, the very least, is to go out and vote. And, and, And tomorrow is a day when it is so important that you be you know, when they look at the numbers, that you were there, you went to vote, uh, and there are a lot of races uh, that are actually going on uh, in our community uh, that you can vote for, from judges to uh, members of the Assembly and the Senate, and, and, and of course, uh, the, the uh, Senate race, U.S. Senate race, state Senate race, uh, and, of course, President of the United States. So, Go out and vote. Everyone go out and vote. Every single person. I don't want it to be where there are X number of people registered and only 80% of the people vote. You know, 80% or 70%. I wish it was 80%. You know, our community needs to show strength. And the only way we do that in a political way is by voting.
1: Yeah, Dove. excuse me. Dove. I... First of all, let's not forget, you're up for re-election tomorrow. We have to make sure that there's a resounding uh, success for your elections. important. Yeah, well, Everybody listen should...
6: say, I, I thank HaKadosh Baruch I thank Hashem, and I thank the people of my community that uh, this year, uh, you know, you, the only difficulty that you have with me voting is deciding uh, whether you want to vote for me on the Democratic line, the Republican line, or the conservative line. So I'm grateful to Hashem and everyone, that uh, that is the reality this particular year. Uh, but look, again, as I said, mm. there are a lot of important things going on. Mm. President of the United States, I mean, my God, I mean, no one should miss voting. I mean, uh, that is essential, that is basic. I don't think I have missed voting in the last, uh, uh, I don't know, 40 years Uh even when it's difficult, even when there's something else going on, now, you, you cannot miss voting. Every single person counts. When you don't vote, by the way, you are affecting other people in the community. You are hurting our community. I'll say it that bluntly you are hurting our community when you don't vote.
1: Thank you, Dove. <clears throat> We're speaking to Dove Hykin, uh Democratic Assemblyman, uh, long term Assemblyman, Deputy Speaker in the New York State Assembly, a good friend not just of myself, not just of the Flappish Coalition, FJCC, but a good friend to every Jewish person throughout the world and to the state of Israel. Uh, you know, Dov, not Dov, not like you said, you're not the only one on the ballot tomorrow from our area. Our wonderful state senator, Simcha Felder, is on. Absolutely. Our, and we, we encourage everybody to vote for him. Our uh, assemblywoman, Helene Weinstein, who will be on the air shortly. She's up for election tomorrow. Our good friend, um, uh, Steve Simbrowitz is up for re election tomorrow. It's important that they see, even our good friends who do so much for us in Albany, who, when the Asconim, when the heads of the organizations, the leaders go to Albany, meet with the speaker, meet with the assembly members and the state senators.
6: Absolutely. Josh, I just want to say, Helene Weinstein and, and the, mm-hmm. uh, Simberwitz, they're going to be watching. You know, how many people voted? Uh, you know, Helene has a mixed community. She has the Jewish community. She has the minority community. Uh, she does great work. She's a very serious person. She's going to look at the numbers in, the, in, in our community. She is going to look how many people voted, what percentage of those who were registered. Uh, if you want to encourage her to do even more, she does so much. If you want to encourage her to do Do even more. Let those numbers come out and vote for her. Don't just vote on top. A lot of people, as you know, Josh, they vote on the top for president and and, and the major uh, uh, things on the ballot. And they don't go all the way down. You know it's a great thing to do? Start on the bottom and go up.
1: You know, though, I agree with you 100%. And, uh, you know, we have Haskell Bennett, our good friend, my co-founder of that. Oh, he's
6: he's amazing. Everyone has to learn from you, Josh, and from Haskell uh, about doing and making a difference, that the average person out there, it's not about elected officials. You know, we do our thing, but when you have people like yourselves, you know, doing and playing such an important role. You know, it's like you guys keep us honest, okay, by always being involved, always being on top of us, calling us, asking us, talking to us, informing us, doing everything, really. Uh, More people should do what you do, Josh, and what Haskell Bennett does.
1: Thank you, Dolvin. You know, he mentioned before that as Bobby Friedman... An elderly woman comes out and makes sure she votes each time, and we all take our children to vote, is so important.
6: Absolutely. So, listen, uh, very, very important tomorrow. I assume we're not talking about the presidential choice.
1: <laughs> well, you know what, we, 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 uh, yeah, we could talk about uh, the presidential, obviously it's on, but it's important, not just the presidential election. People should realize every election is important. That's right. Year. That's
6: right. And look, whoever you're voting for, whatever you're doing, we're now talking about, you know, it's, it's sort of sad, Josh, that we in New York, New York in general, I, you, know, may, you know, people talk about changing the system. You know, we in New York. Uh, almost don't count in terms of the presidential, Josh, because uh, you know the polls show that Hillary Clinton will get 15 to 20 percent above uh, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, so therefore, you know our vote almost doesn't count. But we cannot look at it that way. We cannot. No one should take the attitude of, you know, what it doesn't matter if I vote or not. I'm not living in uh, Florida. I'm not living in North Carolina. You know, they're not really. It's not going to matter. That is so wrong to do. Your vote has to be recorded regardless of what you do. If you're voting for Trump, if you're voting for Clinton, if you're voting for whoever, whatever name you're going to put in, if you don't want to vote for these people, the fact that you go to vote and and you're counted as one of the people who went to vote, that that's the thing that matters, those numbers in our community. Uh, I wish, you know, maybe afterwards we can, you know, Josh, just talk about the numbers. Let We'll compare the districts in the Jewish community to other districts. They're usually similar in number and total population. I want us to surprise. I want to be able to go to the governor, to the mayor, to everyone, or to, to the people who are going to be running for, for DA next year. There's going to be a race for district attorney next year. I want to be able to show. Show them. Look, the 48th Assembly District, the 44th Assembly District, where the, where we ha, where our community is situated. Look at the numbers. Look how many people voted uh, in 2016. This is our opportunity. Every person must come out to vote. It is critical. And get your friends, your neighbors. Make sure everyone in your family is voting.
1: And not only that, Dove, I would say that uh, now you know today it's so easy with social media, email, or WhatsApp or texting. Tell your relatives and friends who live in Rockland County, there's an election for assembly,
7: who, who uh, just... well, well, we
6: have a major race there uh, Josh, I'm happy you mentioned it uh, mm-hmm. and again, everybody wants to do a mitzvah do that extra, go the extra mile you live in Brooklyn, so what do I care about Rockland County? Well, you should care, right. because there's someone by the name of Aaron Weeder. I'm involved in his campaign, right? Aaron Weeder, he's friend. a, a very involved. Hamisher person a fabulous person right? I can't tell you what it would be like for me personally, for Aaron Weeder to win his election out there he's running against someone, the incumbent he has a great shot at winning if you have any fr- a neighbor friend you want to get a mitzvah go the extra mile make that phone call tonight and tell someone in rockland county in those areas in muncie tell them don't forget to vote for aaron weeder very very important That's right
1: Dol. thank you very much for your time thank you, thank for, you Josh, for joining for us this evening and uh, we look uh, we look forward to congratulating you tomorrow night on your victory Thank you, and uh, good luck for your friendship and your leadership in the community. We appreciate Thank it you very so much,
6: Josh. We appreciate it.
1: Okay, good and night. tonight we're again. This is Josh Melman. I'm on the, as chairman of the Flappers Jewish Community Coalition (FJCC). We're having election night special. We've had many elected uh, officials and candidates on so far, representing Republicans and Democrats. Tonight, we're uh, I'm, uh, privileged to have on someone who's become a good friend who's running for assembly in the uh, part of the greater Flappish community. His name is uh, Robert Carroll. Bob, are you on the air? I am, Josh. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you loud and clear. Your voice is being heard around, around the borough right now and around the world. Welcome. fantastic. Welcome, Bob. Uh, Bob, you're running. You want to just tell us about which district you're running for and, uh, and then a little bit
7: about your background. Sure. So I'm running in the 44th Assembly District, and so that uh, covers parts of Park Slope, Windsor Terrace, all of Kensington, parts of Borough Park, a little bit of Midwood, and parts of Victorian Flatbush and Ditmas Park.
1: Wow, that's that's a big area. Oh well, very it a big, uh, diverse. It, it is
7: a big area. I was just actually I was listening in on the uh, uh, before uh, you brought me on to when you and uh, Uh, Assemblymember Heighton, we're talking, and each district has about the same amount of people. And so my district, what happens is we have a lot of neighborhoods, um, and we just have parts of a bunch of neighborhoods. But it's a wonderful, wonderful district. I grew up, actually, um, in the district. I grew up in Windsor Terrace. I'm a lifelong Brooklynite. And I'm, you know, really, really excited. Hopefully, if uh, the election goes well tomorrow and we're we're, we're feeling positive uh, that it will, I'm really excited to be able to represent all the people of the district and to represent Brooklyn, which is my hometown. And one of the reasons, Joshua, I was so excited to come on with you tonight was because you are a friend, and I think one of the great opportunities that I have is that being able to build bridges to the different communities of the district. So, Because I know at our core, so many of us, we have the same values and interests at mind, and we want to get the same things done. And sometimes we got to cut through the weeds to just get that done. I'm really looking excited to be able to do that.
1: Bobby, it's exciting to have you on because, you know, from the first time I met you, I think we sat down, we had coffee together a couple of months back. And you impressed upon, you really impressed me. You, you were very knowledgeable about what's important for our community. Even though you're not from our community, you're, you come from a totally different background. Just tell us for a few seconds, you know, uh, your schooling and your education, what you've been doing for a living until now.
7: Sure. So uh, right now, I, I, I'm i an attorney during the day. I practice law. Uh, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough to practice law, actually, with my father. My father has a law firm, Wolfson & Carroll, uh, in Lower Manhattan that he helped start with his partner, Mike Wolfson, about 35 years ago. I practiced law there. Uh, I was lucky enough that I I had an education where I saw all parts. You know, I went to both public schools and I went to Catholic school. I went to a Catholic high school, Severian high school, um, and that was a big part of my education. And, uh, you know, I grew up, um, and I still am, I'm a, I'm a practicing Catholic. And I think one of the big things that uh, is important to me is to make sure that, you know, we respect folks of all different faiths, and that we respect people who've got, um, you know, a religious view, and um you know, the values that that brings to not just their own life but to their community. Um, And that's something that I think, um, you know, is very, very important about an inclusive society, that we are, you know, it's a very diverse society that we live here in Brooklyn, that we have here in Brooklyn, and that we need to understand um, that different folks in different areas have different um, cultures, have different uh, practices, and the government and the folks who are representing those people Need to understand that I need to embrace those things and and help people, uh, you know, in their day to day lives, and uh, that's something that I look forward to uh, doing when I'm in the state assembly.
1: Excellent. You know, uh, you're obviously come from a private education, a private, not a public school education, so you understand the needs of the yeshivas, of yeshiva parents, the difficulty that many people in the community find in, in paying tuition and supporting the schools that we, that we maintain, and how important it is in, in the Assembly to build a coalition to help uh, tuition-paying parents in private education, right?
7: Look, I mean, Judge, I mean I, look, I, there, th- th- this is a very complex issue in the sense of, um, you know, I, 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 I don't think there's a, a silver bullet to it.
1: Um, right.
7: mm-hmm. um, but what I do think, and one of the things that I – am, you know, really excited about is that I think we can come up with solutions um, that, you know, we can sit down at a table, and I understand that there are folks in Borough Park and the greater Flatbush area that, um, you know, tuition is very high, and that it is very, very hard, and I am very, very uh, uh, sensitive to that. Um, And what I think we need to do is as all people who represent Brooklyn, and then represent the state of New York. We need to sit down and we need to find ways to make sure that all citizens and all folks uh, throughout the state are able to afford to live here in New York City and New York State, and that New York City and State provide them with not only, uh, you know, with the best quality of life that they possibly can have. And so what that will do is. That, that puts everything on the table. I don't think when we talk about one issue, you know, when somebody hones in and says, well, can we just talk about education or can we just talk about housing or can we just talk about transportation? It's not just one of those things. It's not in a vacuum. And so how do you find to make sure that folks have good jobs, folks have affordable housing, folks are able to send their children to schools? Um, and so I'm looking forward to working on all of those issues and making sure that all the people of the district are able, um, you know, to live a, you know, a prosperous and comfortable life in Brooklyn and in the 44th Assembly District.
1: Yeah, Bobby, it's, it's very uh, encouraging your words because you're a person who understands, uh, who understands uh, the importance of our community, understand that uh, the Orthodox Jewish community has put tremendous infrastructure in place in Borough Park, in Flatbush, throughout New York City, throughout New York State, and as, uh, you know, God willing, your victory tomorrow, uh, you'll have an opportunity to join with the majority of the um, state legislator, legislature as an assemblyman, and you'll be able to help us make a difference and uh, make a difference and really represent your community, which um, you got to know very well over the last few months. So we look forward, Bobby, to your victory tomorrow night, we look forward to working with you. We appreciate you coming on the air with us. And if you wanted to say, uh, just for closing, one minute uh, about your, your race and we, uh, your race and, uh, and how important it is to get out to
7: vote. I, I think it's so. Uh, I, I want to echo what Assemblymember Hyken said uh, before I came on the air. It is so important to go out to vote. It is our civic responsibility as New Yorkers, as Americans, to go out and express uh, our um, you know, constitutional right to go out and vote, our views, our beliefs. Um, so I urge everyone mm-hmm. to go out and vote tomorrow. Uh, I am very, very excited um, to hopefully serve the people of the 44th Assembly District. Before uh, I was, before, uh, I'm lucky enough that I was born and raised uh, in this district. I'm a practicing attorney during the day, been involved in civic and political life my whole life. And I'm so excited. The big thing I think that I can do in the next few years is to help bridge gaps between so many folks around Brooklyn. And I think if we can do that, um, we can make government work so much better for everyone in Brooklyn. And that, you know what, this isn't a zero-sum game. We can all be winners, and we can all rise. Um, And so I'm really excited about that, Josh. Thank you. Uh, for being a friend and for inviting me on tonight, it really means a lot to me. And I hope everyone in your audience uh, has a has a good night um, and is uh, goes out and votes tomorrow morning.
1: Bobby Carroll, who's uh, running for assembly in the Kensington area, parts of Borough Park, we look forward to your. Uh, election and working with you for many years to come in the New York State Assembly. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you.
7: And I'll be Robert Carroll on the ballot, Josh. Robert Robert Carroll on on the ballot. ballot. Robert, you can keep calling me Bobby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Robert Carroll on the ballot. Look for Robert Carroll on the ballot tomorrow if you live in the Kensington and parts of Borough Park. Um, We look forward to working with you. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Thank
7: you, Josh. Good night.
1: Good night. Tonight, uh, this again is the FJCC... Flappish Coalition Election Night Special. We have back-to-back candidates and elected officials who are joining us this evening. Uh, tonight, uh, we are privileged to have on the line right now Assemblywoman Helene Weinstein. Good evening, Assemblywoman.
8: Uh, good evening. Uh, good evening, Josh, and it's my privilege to uh, be able to join you this evening.
1: Okay, Helene, I could tell you that you've been in the Assembly for a long time. You've been a leader. You've no. You're someone who understands the Orthodox Jewish community. You've been living here for so many years. You know the issues. I don't. Even, you could probably teach them to me, and you have. <laughs> you're someone mm-hmm. who's been there for the community. Tell the audience what's well, What a little bit of background about yourself, and what have you accomplished in the last uh, number of years in your term?
8: Well, I think. Uh, first, let's talk about some accomplishments. Working together with uh, uh, some of the community leaders, uh, Haskell Bennett, Leon Goldenberg, uh, the members who come up, uh, yourself, members who come up with the uh, Go Israel uh, mission, and other leaders from uh, Kojo of Flatbush, we have over the years been able to accomplish a tr- tremendous amount uh, we've changed uh, working uh, with, with Simca Felder in the Senate. We were ultimately able to change uh, and uh, help the the issue of special uh, of parents uh, with uh, special needs children who uh, want their children to attend yeshiva and were going to had to jump through all kinds of hoops uh, in order to to do that. Um, and we've gotten the city to change. And and just this past year and importantly um, we were able to get in established in the state education department working together uh reestablish really uh, the office of religious and independent schools uh with the 2 million dollar allocation which is really the recognition that the yeshivas the private schools uh, serve a tremendous number of students uh this is an office that will help the schools uh Apply for funding. Apply for security funding. Be on the on top of what's happening. Make sure that they're that all paperwork is done. They're entitled. They they get the re, the reimbursements they're entitled to. That's just a, a a few of the things this, this past uh, year that we've been able to do. And one of the real accomplishments that I'm I'm tremendously proud of is again working with Simca. Uh, having uh, permanent law in New York State guaranteeing uh, after 4 p.m. school, state and city-funded school bus service for, for all students. Uh, you know, we, we all know that, that often the uh, yeshiva students are, are having a later to have a longer day, a later dismissal, and they were being forced to go home at night or parents were having to pay. The city was refusing to pay for late, uh, school, so this year I think it 's up to seventeen million dollars of state funds that we 've been able to put in place, uh, and then the city matches that to provide after uh, after four p m uh, uh, bus service and you know it 's really been a partnership that i've mm-hmm. that has grown over the years with the with the community with the religious with the orthodox community uh, working together on uh, behalf of of my constituents, I have a very diverse district, and I try and make sure that I'm able to care for and provide services, and, and make sure we can bring down from Albany the, the what is needed in different parts of the community. And I've been very proud of uh, of my partnership uh, with some of the people that I that I mentioned. Uh, you asked about my background. Uh, I grew up. My my dad was the co-founder, president of uh, the synagogue in uh, in, in where where I grew up. Uh, they were at, my parents both were active in community affairs. Uh, when I was a little kid, I would sit in not even so little, but I'd listen to that. They'd always have meetings. I didn't even know that that people did fun things that parents, grown-ups did fun things at night. I thought they would always sit around talking about how they can improve the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's how I grew up, and, and that's really how I've tried to be an elected official for, for our community.
1: Excellent. Helene, we're speaking to uh, Helene Weinstein, Assemblywoman. Helene Weinstein, who's been in the Assembly for many years and who has represented our community so well for so many years, and we hope everybody goes out and votes Tomorrow, for uh, Assemblywoman Helene Weinstein, you cover which part of the uh, Greater Flappish community, um, um, Marine Park and other areas, right? Uh,
8: Marine Park, some of Marine Park, the East 30s, uh, the Madison area, uh, I guess East Midwood. Where, you know, no one knows really what to call but the East 20s, the East 30s, so from basically Ocean Parkway, I mean Ocean Avenue uh, East. Uh, so the, the East 20s there, uh, around King's Highway, uh, into the, uh, the, the 20s and the 30s, and, and Marine Park. Thank you. And, and Sheepshead Bay.
1: Yeah, it's a big district, a very diverse district, and it represents a good chunk of the From community, the yes, Orthodox definitely. Jewish community, right?
8: Yes, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I was the first because uh, I have been an officer a number of years, I was the first elected official to realize that we needed to make special, have the Department of Sanitation's help out with special accommodations uh, on Pesach. So we had, because uh, when I first got elected, I was representing East, uh, Remsen Village in East Flatbush, and we would arrange for special Pesach hummus, uh pickups. And now we have, uh, we arrange, we meet every year, a group of uh uh, rabbis and and leaders in the community to mm-hmm. to map out where the pesach dumps the homemade dumpsters are going to be. Uh, it's been very helpful to the community. It's a way that a local person can really appreciate the needs and try and help bring community bring services to the community that from a a, a, a broader from a further away perspective, you wouldn't know was was needed. So, uh, you know, from the little things to, to the big things, try and be on top of it.
1: Excellent. We're speaking to Assemblywoman Hilly Weinstein. We appreciate very much you coming on the air with us for the FJCC Election Night special tonight. And wish you luck on your election tomorrow. Thank you, Josh, so much. Look forward to working with you. Take care. Okay, bye now. Okay, well, uh, that was Assemblywoman Helene Weinstein. We've had a number of elected officials and candidates on the air tonight. I want to uh, just reiterate what we said at the beginning of the show almost two hours ago. I read a letter that Ramesha Feinstein's all," the Gadol Poisik Hadar, wrote on his stationery on October 3rd, 1984. I'm holding it in my hands. The letter reads, On reaching the shores of the United States, Jews found a safe haven. The rights guaranteed by the United States Constitution and the Bill of Rights have allowed us the freedom to practice our religion without interference and to live in this republic in safety. And Ramaisha Feinstein Zetzal goes on, says, A fundamental principle of Judaism, of Yiddishkeit, is Hakaris HaToiv, recognizing benefits afforded to us and giving expression to our appreciation. Therefore, it is incumbent, says Ramayisha. It is incumbent upon each Jewish citizen to participate in the democratic system, which guards the freedoms we enjoy. The most fundamental responsibility, says Ramiya Feinstein Zatalli, is I'm reading from his letter. The most fundamental responsibility incumbent upon each individual is to register and to vote. Therefore, says Ramiya, I urge all members of the Jewish community to fulfill their obligations by registering and soon, as soon as possible, and by voting. By this, we can express our appreciation and contribute to the continued security of our community. And once again, it is so important that everyone votes. Those, It's too late to register for tomorrow's election, but you could register with the Board of Elections in New York State, any time for the upcoming next election is very crucial to our community. The mayor election will be next September, will be the primary, and elections affecting the uh, district attorney and many other offices will be held next September. So if you're listening to this show and you've been convinced, which I hope you have been, the importance of running, of a voting, the mitzvah it is upon every front person to vote. I hope you will go out and register. You can do it online through the... the Excuse me, by the uh, Department of Motor Vehicle, online, a DMV, has an online register system, or you could just call the Board of Elections tomorrow. They will tell you how to vote. They'll send you a voter form, or you could pick it up in any public library, in any office of any elected official or community board. You could pick up a registration form. Tens of thousands of people in our community who have not registered yet to vote have the opportunity to go out and register. And to vote, it is a mitzvah, like Ramosh said, for everyone to vote. And tomorrow, the polls in New York area open 6 a.m. They close at 9 p.m. There is no excuse. Everybody has a few minutes, and that's all it takes. You could find a few minutes to go out and vote. And it's uh, so important to our community, as many of the elected officials stated over this last two hours. it, It takes a few minutes, but it makes a tremendous, tremendous difference. Every elected official, and you can do it as well. Go on to the Board of Elections, you could see who voted, not who they voted for, but how many times they voted. Did they vote in the primary, they vote in, in the general election, or did you vote in both? And the communities that vote more get listened to more. And that's just how it is. That is the reality. Okay, and it's uh, we're, we're nearing the end of the show tonight. We, have, we want to just finish up with a few more things here. Okay, and we're gonna bring back on. Um, we uh, bring back on for a minute. Someone do we promise? Because uh, uh, this evening, our good friend David Payman, who's representing the Trump, the Trump, Pence campaign. He's rep, he's working for Donald Trump, uh, trying to get him elected. He just came back from Florida. He was there working this past uh, while on the important vote for the swing state of Florida, which the Jewish community makes up, makes up a tremendous portion of that. And uh, we want to welcome back to, to the uh, airways. David, are you on?
4: Josh, thank you so much.
7: Glad to be here again.
1: David, you know, again, you know, we just spoke over the last two hours how important it is to vote, how important it is to the from community to vote. We have tens of thousands of people throughout the Tri-State area listening to our voice now, and they have tens of thousands of relatives and friends who live in Florida, live in Ohio, live in Michigan, live in California, and other states in Texas, and upstate New York, all over. How important it is to everyone to come out and vote tomorrow, David?
4: Josh, you know, I, I say this not only as, as Donald Trump's uh, employee and national director of, of Jewish Outreach and Affairs, but as an Orthodox Jew— and someone that's been, you know, pro-Israel all my life and has the deepest emotional connection uh, to the state of Israel. This is the most consequential, important vote that we have yet to make as American Jews in any American presidential election. And the reason is, and, you know, don't take my word for it, I encourage you, to look at the policies of Mr. Trump in much more detail. There's an opinion piece I wrote in the Times of Israel and one in the Forward, both online, where I go into detail, very specific detail, on Mr. Trump's policies with respect to Israel, with respect to protecting pro-Israel students on American college campuses here, with respect to school choice programs, and being giving you the ability and all American Jewish family, the ability to send their kids to a Jewish day school and get some assistance while still making ends meet. These are critical issues and very there critical. Is to our community, yes. a world of difference world of difference between where Mr. Trump stands on these issues and where Hillary Clinton stands on these issues. but more importantly, with respect to the State of Israel and with respect to protecting Israel's security and making sure there's no daylight between the United States and Israel. There is a world of difference, again, between where Mr. Trump stands and where where Hillary Clinton stands. For those reasons, and because, unfortunately, due to the past eight years, there has been an enormous leadership gap and a a vacuum in the Middle East that has caused ISIS and Iran to sit now on Israel's doorstep in Syria, that has caused Hezbollah to arm itself to the teeth without any consequences by the United States or the international community. And the Middle East is, frankly, on fire. And there hasn't been a more important time to choose an American leader than tomorrow. I encourage everybody that's listening to read the policies, read the articles that I wrote, see where Mr. Trump stands, educate yourself on the policies, and go out and vote tomorrow.
1: Okay, David, thank you very much for joining us this evening. And uh, expressing your, uh, the, the case for Donald Trump for president and, and uh, Pence for vice president tomorrow. It's a crucial election, an election that will make a big difference, uh, probably the most important generation of our li- uh, election of our lifetime, as many have stated. On many levels, we encourage everybody to vote uh, to make sure that everybody you know goes out to vote, like we said uh, earlier. How uh, the importance and the importance it is, and literally a few votes, everybody should understand. It's not just, oh, just one vote, big deal. I'm busy tomorrow, I'll stay home. Your vote can make the difference. And your vote, your friends' vote, it can really tip the balance, whether it be in New York, whether it be in other states, you have people, friends, relatives, anywhere in the United States, email them, text them, WhatsApp them, make sure everyone understands the importance of this election. Yeah. And that they go out and vote. David, thank you very much. Another 10 seconds. You, you want to Josh. close? Yeah. Thank you, David. Okay. Haskell, are you on the air with us?
3: Yes, I'm with you, Josh.
1: Thank you, Haskell Bennett, my, my partner, the, my co founder with FJCC. When I actually clap- have a
3: surprise for you, Josh, because as I called in back onto your show in my cell phone, the candidate for the New York 19th district. Mr. John Faso, who's running tomorrow for Congress, called me on my cell phone. So right now I have you in one ear and I have John on the other. I'm going to put you on speakerphone, and John's going to talk to our audience, which is really all across New York State because we're online, John. And just uh, for about one minute or less, tell everybody how important it is tomorrow for your friends upstate in Sullivan County, Ulster County, uh, to come out and vote and make sure that their voices are heard. So, John, take it away.
5: Haskell, thank you very much. It it really is a pleasure uh, for me to be with you and all of your listeners uh, tonight. Uh, It is, the polls are going to open in a few short hours, and the race for the 19th Congressional District is one of the three most critical races for the entire country for the House of Representatives. And I want to just uh, remind all of our friends in Sullivan and Ulster County and the Catskills that... Their vote is very important. Their vote is significant, and I truly appreciate all the support. It's very important we have a strong America. It's very important we have a strong foreign policy. It's very important that we have a strong U.S.-Israel relationship. And it's very important that we have voices that will stand up for religious liberty in our country. And uh, it is, those are, that's my philosophy, and that's the approach I will take if I'm honored by the people with election to the 19th district tomorrow.
3: Excellent, John. And Josh, just uh, can't, can't, can't state it enough. John Faso is telling us, a candidate Dan Donovan told us, Dove Heiken told us, Bobby Carroll told us, Helene Weinstein told us. You just got David Payman from the Trump campaign who told us. All of them, Republicans and Democrats, have all said the same thing. Turnout is key. Every single vote matters. I applaud you, Josh. For two hours straight. I've been listening on and off. You've been going nonstop with no commercial break. You've going from guest to guest and the common denominator of every community tomorrow, the Jewish community, the African American community, the Christian community, the Muslim community, every community all across the United States has the same message to their communities. Get out and vote. Your vote matters. And so, Josh, I greatly appreciate you and what you did here tonight. I think it's important. I hope the listeners enjoyed and appreciate the effort that is being extended to convince them that their 5 or 10 or 15 minutes tomorrow, depending on what time they vote, really does make a difference. Their vote matters. Their voice matters. And it's the American democracy that we all cherish. And I really appreciate the opportunity to come on and give a final thought.
1: Haskell, thank you very much. And thank you, John, uh, John Fassel, for the uh, Republican running for Congress tomorrow. Wish you luck on your campaign. It's a crucial campaign, as you said, for not just for your congressional district, but for the entire country, for the, the Jewish community around the country. It's important that we have someone of your stature and your understanding to be elected to Congress tomorrow. It's, um, and we're just going to close up now with uh, one last plea from our Flatbush coalition, from all the elected officials and candidates and all the leaders. I could tell you that working with Rabbonim and community leaders from across our greater Flatbush community and askanim from across New York City and New York State and really, around the country, there's one common denominator: is that voting is what really makes the difference. It makes life easier, makes the job easier for every single person involved in community affairs. Uh, it helps our yeshivas, helps our shuls, helps our businesses, helps our family security, and helps our future. Helps Eretz Israel. If you care about Eretz Israel, you care about our community. You care about the future of New York City, Brooklyn, New York State, United States of America, please go and vote tomorrow. Your vote really counts. Your, your vote, don't think your vote doesn't. It really does. Every vote counts. If there's anyone in your household who's registered to vote, you have relatives or friends, anywhere, New York State, Muncie area, It is a crucial election. Upstate New York, there's a crucial election tomorrow. In Brooklyn, there's crucial elections. Make sure you go out and vote. Make sure you get everyone you know who's registered to vote goes out to vote. And if you're not registered yet, make sure you register right away. While you still have the interest, while you still hear the importance of what we've been saying tonight, go online tonight to DMV and to the Department of Motor Vehicles, New York State, and vote. And go to New York State and uh, go call the Board of Elections tomorrow and vote. Thank you. Tis kilometers Have a good night.